Welcome back to Blue Pigment Podcast. Today, I'm going to be joined by Gareth Smith. He's a former Royal Marine. He's now a paramedic and a poet. His work is phenomenal, and I'm really excited about getting his work into your ears uh, and telling you where to find his fantastic poetry. Coming up after this poem by Gareth Smith. Play. I got to a stage in life where I took everything so serious, forgetting the mysterious nature of the intricacies I was so oblivious to. But as I begin to age, I've lost all my rage. I've exchanged this for play. My inner child is happy because it has allowed me to be wild, laughing, joking, and then defined. Some days it's allowed me to cry. But all these emotions now guide me through my complicated mind with such ease as life's too short with no guarantees. Um, right, if you want, mate, we'll just crack straight into it. Yeah, let's do it. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Blue Pink Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Gareth Smith. He's a former Royal Marine Commando. He's now a paramedic and a physician associate, a phenomenal poet, and I want to dive straight into uh, your, your poetry, Gareth. Um, I've listened to a lot of your stuff, um, mostly on Instagram. And for me, I find it really, really easy to connect to. And I'm not sure why. And it might be just because we've got a similarity in, in backgrounds being forces um, and the struggles that you've seemed to have had. But each of your poems is a little story, you know, which explains a lot. So my, my main question really would be is, you really hold your heart and your sleeve in your poetry and really put across, you know, different thoughts, feelings, and emotions. How have you built up your self-confidence to be able to portray your emotions in such uh, a connective way? It's a good question. Good, get straight into the deep end. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I guess you, I'd have to go back to to uh, our younger days, sort of being a Royal Marine. I never would put my heart on my shoulder. Uh, when I left the Corps as well, I, I never would. So it's only really um, over the last five years that that I thought, sod it, what, why do we have to um, hide our emotions and hide our feelings? Why can't we actually discuss how things move and flow through us? Um, one of my favorite quotes ever is what other people think of us is none of our business. Um, so, so writing poetry really helped me process my thoughts and feelings, um, and able to get them onto paper, uh, write them down. And then by reading them back, I can actually go, yeah, that's how I feel. Um, and I guess I built the confidence up that way. Um, I always had, you know, being, being a Royal Marine, you've always got this air of confidence about you, but, but going from something like that into writing and reciting poetry is, uh, is completely different. So I, I guess I've taken aspects of that confidence and aspects of um, uh, my self-worth and, and utilize that into to to try and understand how I feel and why I feel certain ways and and yeah I found poetry was the the way that helped me um process my emotions that's a that's a that's the best answer you could have given I think uh, I, I've been through the same journey I believe as you um I write uh, the occasional poem but when I write poetry I, I would actually say they're they're quite childlike in the way I write a lot of you know rhythm and rhyme uh, you know 
but really I write in a way that tries to keep that masculine side of me alive you know I don't want people to read the poem and go oh that guy's a you know he's gone all soppy he's gone all soft which actually has the reverse effect because if I'm concerned about that it's actually says more about me than it does what you know people might say about me so the, the quote that you've just said at the beginning of of, of uh, your answer there is spot on because we do i i do and a lot of people do concern themselves with other people's opinions you know often too much and it's actually really liberating when you don't give a fuck anymore you know when you when you just like i don't care what other people think about you and it, it probably comes with wisdom and age um but that is exceptionally like enlightening is that feeling of not caring of others opinions anymore and it actually allows you to enjoy your life a lot more um which is one of the uh, one of the uh, your poems that i've just recently listened to was play and even in the video that you've got accompanying um that poem you know you're in the you're in the river you're playing about in the waterfall and stuff like that and it's it's really good to see that confidence coming out of somebody that can be that way in in front of social media and all that sort of stuff um what would you you know what would you say to all these lads that are or you know lads and ladies that are in the forces still that are kind of not clinging on to themselves and are getting swept up in that masculine energy of trying to you know be the macho here and there yeah yeah um i mean it's uh it, it's it's all attached to your identity really isn't it when when we're in the military and and most people's day-to-day -day jobs i don't know you could be uh Rianne, the school teacher or um uh, John the bin man you're not just that person uh, and in the military it's even worse we connect our our identity when I left the corps as always yeah Gar I'm Gareth I used to be a Royal Marines commando what well, why why should we attach that identity to, to us and um, I mean it's a great part of my life it's it's shaped to who I've become now but I am me right now in this moment um, and and the identity is a very masculine aspect, is a very masculine thing. Um, both women and men have masculine and feminine energies. Get all spiritual on you now, but um, we have both masculine and feminine energies. And, and to try and remain harmonized, it's about balancing those masculine and feminine energies to be able to create um, this person that we want to be. So it comes back down to not caring again what other people think, losing that identity and just doing things that make me happy um and going to the waterfalls and writing poetry and and living each day as it comes means that that i'm able to sort of harmonize that that masculine and feminine energy writing poetry is quite a feminine trait um there, there's a couple of books i wrap there uh the way of a superior man is a great book if if you've not read it make sure you do and they they discuss how drinking a beer or drinking a pint is is almost a feminine um uh, process because especially if you go to the pub on your own which I, I've done and I'm sure you've done and, and lots of people have where you sit there and you're not talking to anyone and you're you're thinking your own thoughts whilst drinking and and trying to to process that sorrow and that 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 slight calming effect of that beer that's a very feminine energy and we we're so caught up in this identity with masculinity that we we forget the other things that, that that are out there so to talk about people who are still serving or or uh colleagues uh, around around the world whatever they might be doing i think 
I think the biggest thing that I found was letting go of the identity, letting go of my job is who I am. I love that I was a Royal Marines commando, but it doesn't mean anything now. What I do now and what I do in this moment is what 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 really matters. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's the it's the ego, isn't it? It's like yeah. you you build up this picture of yourself and you want to hold yourself to this image that you've given yourself. And at some point when you're no longer in the forces, or even if you just decide, right, I've been pursuing or, pers you know, I've been given this persona of this character for too long now, and it's actually not who I am. And I want to reconnect with myself. So I've, I found this recently, I'm still serving. Um, and me being doing a podcast whilst I'm still serving and wearing my heart on my sleeve is my attempt at saying to some of the younger lads that, you know, you don't have to be this macho person all the time. Yes, it serves you in certain situations and certain occasions, but if you're all this macho person all the time, all you're doing is you're, you're, you're piling up this ego on top of yourself and eventually you'll either lose yourself or you'll have to go for a process of regrowing and refining yourself, uh, mm. which can be a really difficult and hard process. Um, I, I found myself after operational tours, probably drinking too much, you know, other people deal with things in, in different ways. How, how do you feel like maybe you dealt with, um, yeah, in one of your poems, you talk about trauma and uh, and stuff like that. How do you feel like you dealt with your trauma at the time, uh, like an evolution of developing into yourself now? I, I didn't deal with it. Um, so I, I think I wish I knew what I know now back when I was um, serving and after I served in where I saw most of my my trauma. I. I didn't deal with it. I buried it away. I didn't talk about it. I drank too much. I um, would come home and and just drink myself into oblivion. So <clears throat> when when I left the corps, I um, just a little bit of history quickly, just so you understand. Um, when I left the corps, I was medically discharged. So I have ulcerative colitis. Um, so I only managed to do five years in the Royal Marines and I didn't get to achieve everything that I wanted to. So I was pretty gutted, to be fair. Uh, I left, I was a bin man. I swept the streets. I was a drain cleaner. Didn't really do that much. Uh, feeling sorry for myself, living on my my laurels of, I'm, I used to be a Royal Marine. Um, and then uh, my mother gave me a newspaper article, this is how long it was ago, um, and said, <coughs> uh, they're having applicants in university for, for paramedics. Why, why didn't you give it a go? Um, so I went in, became a paramedic. And then as soon as I qualified as a paramedic, I went straight to Borod. Um, so I longed for that, that excitement, that war, that, that everything that I was missing from the, the Royal Marines. So I went and did some private security in Baghdad. Um, <clears throat> uh, one thing led to another. Uh, and then I ended up working on a critical air transport jet from Dubai uh, and then setting up clinics for the United Nations. So I spent lots of time in Iraq, Afghan, uh, Central African Republic, did six months in uh, in the middle of nowhere in Somalia. And then I was also on the front line in Ukraine uh, in 2014 when the war started. Um, so I went to the MH17 plane that got shot down, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so in this period of time, I was constantly searching for my masculinity that I felt that had been taken away from me by being medically discharged from the Marines. Um, and... <clears throat> Ollie Ollerton, I'm sure you know who he is. Um, uh, he said uh, in one of his books that there is so much more peace at war because it's just 
simple. You know what you're doing. It's that fight or flight response. You're able to do things. And I remember this one, one situation where uh, in East Ukraine, so it's about 2014, um, we had spent all day getting shelled. We then went to the MH17 plane crash where I was picking up parts of children and, and uh, T-shirts and uh, all sorts. And then that night I um, <clears throat> went to bed, woke up in the morning, got a train. About 12 hours after those incidents, I was in Cardiff sipping coffee and trying to act normal. And I just went, I can't be here. Picked up the phone and said, I need to get back. I need to go somewhere straight away. And they sent me straight to Somalia um, where... I felt more comfortable surrounded by Al-Shabaab than, than I did back home. Um, and it, it took me to a point where whenever I came home and couldn't get jobs away, I drink my drink all day. That's all I would do. We'd drink, 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 drink. And it got to a point where I was becoming more and more depressed, spending more and more money and, and didn't want to be here anymore. Um, and I think it, took me to that point um to realize that i i did you know i did want to be here and i had to change a lot of things um and this is where the poetry come in, comes in and where where understanding your feelings and starting to do lots of reflection and internal work um to to break those those negative energies and those negative situations down Being you to the full is a beautiful trait, yet it wasn't something that I recognized. When my mind would take over without any haste, I'd be paralyzed as 100 million useless thoughts raced, distracting me from the sentimental realization of time. I needed a catalyst to perceive and to feel, a way to let go of time and its desire to steal. I began to conceal my true self in fear of the alchemist beginning to rear and take care of himself. When it finally all became too much, I allowed my heart to take over and commit to a life of self-love and balance that my soul permits. I think you can really, from your poetry, I think you can really tell that you've been through a lot of stuff. Because not only is it good, you know, good poetry, it's very explain, you know, explains a lot and it's very, uh, very easy to connect with. Um, and do you know about the, the Renaissance man? So the renaissance the renaissance man the term the renaissance man is the is the combination of the the mixture between warrior and poet and how they're actually kind of disconnected in a way but it, really deep down they they're quite they are quite connected because to be a really good warrior you have to have a full range of emotions to, you know the, the average warrior can just have hate can just have anger uh, and you know that's the usual type of stuff but it's not until you can have empathy, love, compassion, that you can actually be the best warrior that you that you can be. Because mm. you can then switch from being in a firefight, in an aggressive action, to rescuing children, picking up, you know, like you say, the, the, you know, the situations you've been in. And I, I see it a lot with um, Op Pitting and the extraction of um, entitled personnel from Afghanistan. You had uh, paratroopers and other you know, units out in Afghanistan that one minute were fighting 
uh, out there. And the next minute they've com completely switched up their mindset and are having to do humanitarian uh, crisis and, and extract um, civilians. And I think all warriors are capable of having a fuller range of motions, uh, emotions, but we kind of fixate on the aggression and the anger and, and all these things because they think that that's what, it, basically it's, it's the media and it's, it's movies that make us think that masculine energy is all that is required in war where it's not you have to have those other range of emotions to be able to function as a unit and mm -hmm. if one person in the unit is having a really bad day and you know psychologically they're not in the right zone if you just compounded that person who's not in the right zone with masculine energy you'd actually just push them out whereas if you you know give them a bit of nurture a bit, a bit of sympathy you actually bring them back into the unit which makes the unit function better and you can do that internally with yourself as well and make yourself function better by connecting to your your own emotions connecting to you know knowing and accepting when you're upset angry sad uh depressed because as soon as you accept it and you acknowledge it and you see it you can actually do something about it mm. and with you with you you know going and seeing that and starting to do the poetry side of things um it, it you've connected you've done full, you know you've done the full circle you've done the aggressive action and you've done the the calm and relaxed um loving and caring poetry side of things and i think with wisdom you become this more this more rounded person and i can see it through your poetry that you've gone through that process and i feel like i'm still on that on that journey because i'm still in my poetry that i write is still very masculine energy and i've not quite yet built up the courage to write a fully fledged heart on my sleeve you know this is me this is when i cry this is when i'm happy you know this is what i do when i'm playful and I've, i'm very envious of you and your journey uh and your poetry is is phenomenal you should be very proud of yourself oh thank you that means a lot it really does no really does. Uh, i wrote i wrote a few poems down um just most of your poems are quite a uh, one word explanation like pain play time run uh, and i'd really encourage any of the listeners to go in, uh, over to your instagram and check some of these out is there any other places that people can find your your uh, poetry um not the moment no um it's it's this constant you know I, we all still have battles with ourselves and 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 a few bits of self-doubt um i'm currently in the process of writing a book um Brilliant. Trying, trying my hardest um and i want to try and get back into um uh i want to build a website where i almost have I do lots of photography as well and videography where I have pictures, blogs, poetry, and, and that that's my overall game. Um, that that's what I want to achieve. So the only thing I have at the moment is, is the Instagram and I use it almost as a, a form of accountability um, because <clears throat> I've built up a, a small following and uh, it would be easy for me to, and it'd be easy for anyone, no matter how far you get, you can easily fall back into old ways um, and easily go, well, I'm not going to do anything. Whereas Instagram allows that almost form of accountability where, well, I need to put something out. I need to be creative. Um, I want to be creative. So let me think, sit in my thoughts. Let me meditate. Let me be present in the moment and, and see how I feel about something at the moment. One of my very good friends, is um in a bad way out in the out in america at the moment and it looks like he he probably won't make it um and that's really cuts me deep 
Uh, he's like a brother. Um, and I haven't sat down and fully processed the emotions, but probably uh, once I finish everything I need to do today, I'm going to have a few hours um, where I'm going to sit down and, and really process those emotions. And and that's where where it all comes from. Um, but yeah, at the moment, to answer your question, going back to that, I, I only have Instagram, but there is going to be a website soon as as soon as I uh, I pull it all together. I think you're, you're being quite humble. You've got near nearly seven thousand followers. I think that's you know that's pretty admirable for for um, poetry these days. Um, <laughs> uh, not only that, it's, it's it's one of those things with poetry. Most people don't make their fortunes in poetry until they die. Like uh, Rabbi Burns, you know Burns Night and all that. He he never yeah. got to enjoy the celebrationary sort of side of things of his poetry. But um, I think you just keep doing what you're doing, mate. You're doing a really really fantastic thing. I I'm you know don't want to blow smoke up your ass and sell you you know make your head you know out, out you know grow your head any big but uh your poetry is probably some of the best stuff i've heard and i it's for me it's probably my favorite poetry that i that i've listened to because i find it really easy to connect to um it's it's phenomenal um so the, the one that stands out to me the most is play and i go through personally i go through bouts of being too serious and being too playful and i don't know you know mental health wise why i do this but there'll be a time where i feel really playful and jokey and funny and you know put my humor across and other times where i feel really insecure about you know being seen being heard being vocal and i'll and i'll just stay quiet and it's listening to your um your poem play it talks about that process of you know taking yourself too seriously learning to to let yourself you know not don't take yourself too seriously and in the video you know you're in the, the waterfall and i let me just reach over here recently got myself nice a, a skateboard you say it's not been yeah. used that that much but it's kind of like one of those things where you've got to learn to fail you have you have to if you're if you're not good at failure and you don't like accepting the if you have the fear of failure you're not going to grow as a person so your poetry uh, play just basically, you know, says, learn to fail, accept failure, because that's what's going to make you grow. And that's what's going to make you better. And if you avoid all these things, you know, that you're scared of, then you're actually just sitting in a rut. Um, so like I said, that poem is, is the top of my list for yours. Mate. Uh, play. If you're listening, go check it out. Um, yeah, phenomenal work. Um, anything yeah, I mean, it's it's coming back down to, you know, just going on from, from that and failing. It, it comes back down to sort of you're in a child, doesn't it? Um, I mean, do you have children at all? Yeah, I've got two. Yeah, so I have an 11-year-old boy. And if I look back to sort of when he was four or five, he'd try everything and he wouldn't care. Um, and he'd play and he'd be happy without worrying the world. And I look back and I... I I can't see it. I, I when I started writing, I couldn't see that I was ever that person or ever that 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 sort of child. I was, of course, I was. We all were. So it's about sort of harnessing that inner child, get on a skateboard, fall off a hundred hundred times. I mean, you know, if, if things were were easy, everybody would do them, um, and and that's what people quit really quickly because things get hard. I'm no good at that, so I'm not going to bother. But you're looking at it as a task, whereas if you look at it as, okay, so what would my inner child want to do? It's a bit of fun. You know, if you fail, it doesn't matter. You know, what other people think of you, 
who cares? You know, you're enjoying yourself and it's being confident in that little sphere of of acceptability with yeah, yeah. your mind and aligning your mind and your heart. It's it's, it's 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 beautiful. It's like a fear of embarrassment, isn't it? And especially yeah. for people that have been in the Royal Marines, people that have been in the parachute regiment and other high tier type jobs where people expect you to be a certain way and a certain masculinity. People are scared. This it's fear. People are fearful of being playful. Yeah. And you know, if you're trying to portray, you know, portray this tough guy, then you shouldn't be scared of having a little play and a little joke about and, and stuff like that. And, you know, take, grab the bull by the horns and enjoy life because you do, it's not it's not a recce you don't it's not rehearsal yeah <laughs> just calm with it yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, 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 you know it's life's too short it comes back down to my friend now he's 44 years old i mean you know we, we, we've both lost people we've both lost people that are, are close to us and life's too short it, it really is make make the most of 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 each day as it comes you know uh, we don't know when it's going to end and you know, coming back to stoicism and and sort of that ego, Marcus Aurelius. Uh, do you, do you read much Marcus Aurelius meditations at all? No, I'm, I'm terrible uh, for reading. Oh, no, no. Um, Marcus Aurelius uh, had his diaries called Meditations, and it's all about stoicism and and he understood the um the delicateness of life and the understood his feelings in such a way. And we're now thousands of years on and it's no different, but we're trying to to almost medicalize things when everyone in humanity has always felt this way. It's just about understanding why we feel that way. Yeah, I think sometimes we, we see that, you know, this masculinity being lost is a, is a modern thing. Like, but it's not, it's, it's always been there. There's always been, you know, people questioning themselves and doubting themselves and, having to go through a process of finding themselves it's like yeah, yeah it's always been there it's just like how they used to say you know children these days back in you know two thousand years ago the romans would have been saying our oh, children these days they're they're terrible and then a thousand years ago the you know the vikings would have been saying our oh, children these days that they're, they're too soft and yeah. now nowadays they're saying it to the children of nowadays so it's it's always happening it's always happening it will always happen <laughs> yeah. all right cheers gareth have you got uh gareth have you got any poetry you'd like to read out today yeah i'll um i'll read one out um i'm gonna have to get it off my phone i don't memorize them i try my best to and once i start then i um i uh i tend to remember them um uh where is it now So this one's called My Life. Um, uh, yeah. By the way, this is the first time I've ever done this. Is so it? Uh, yeah, 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 I read, I read them out. I read them out to myself and I, I film myself reading them. And I, I write the poetry and I read. But in front of an audience, I, I never have done. But it's definitely something I want to start doing. So this is a great opportunity for me. Yeah. Grab the ball by the horns then. <laughs> <laughs> um, my Life. There was a time when I thought to take my life. I struggled to convey my emotions as my heart was drowning, letting my mind run away. It was a Trojan, causing walls to be built surrounding me and rising like mountains. Why was I poisoning myself? I longed to feel intimacy in a world I just didn't get. But when you step into that ice-cold water, the world slows as you gasp a big breath. All of a sudden, your vision becomes broader, and you no longer will for death. 
you believe in your life's purpose. You're no longer battling against a furnace and you notice how sublime life is in the stillness and out of one's mind. It's good to be alive. That's perfect. Well done, Gareth. That's that's on the ball. It's a good yeah, way of no. summing it up, I guess. The, the the whole podcast episode today that was put, you know, your character and who you are in in the forefront. That's excellent. Um, I, I noticed that you've done some of the, uh, the cold water submersion, and you mentioned it in the poetry there. So yeah. I do, I've done a bit of cold water submersion. Uh, amazing. I don't know why, but it is absolutely amazing. It's incredible. I hated it. When we used to do icebreaker drills in the Royal Marines, when we ski into that, that hole in the ice, it was miserable. Why, why would you ever want to do that? But now I, I'll happily pop to the waterfalls at Brecon Beacon and, and, and get in the water. I love it. It's uh, so exhilarating and, and uh, fills you with, you know, there's, there's no other thought in your, your mind when you get into that water. That's the best thing. It's that cleansing, isn't it? It's like you cannot think of anything else other than how cold the water is, which actually sort of cleanses your mind. And it also stimulates your uh, your fight or flight responses so then for the rest of the day you're, you're going to function you know a more hyper uh, a more vigilant state um yeah. but then they also say that the coldness actually calms your heart rate down and brings your your heart rate down so you're actually you know maybe peak performance your vigilance is high but you're actually calm yeah which, which is yeah. maybe that's the science behind it i don't know but uh, it definitely works and i love it i've got a oh, tub okay. I got a tub in the yeah, garden. Yeah. It snowed recently as well, so I'm going to get in there. <laughs> Make sure you do. No, it's good. I uh, I live in a flat. As soon as I've got a garden, I'll um, I'll be getting myself a tub as well. Yeah, happy days. Um, any any final points you want to give the listeners before we wrap it up, Gareth? No, that that's it really. Thanks for welcoming me on the podcast. It's uh, very much appreciated. Um, you know, I've I've enjoyed the process. Thanks for letting me read out a poem on on live to to everyone as well. It's um it's great. It's fantastic. So no, thank you very much. No, brilliant. Um, just to give the if you, if you don't mind the link for your Instagram. Yeah. So my name on Instagram is Gareth S Media. Um. And, and that's where you can find me uh, if there are any, well, when there is um, websites, it will be linked to on, on, on that page as well. Brilliant. Yeah. I would definitely add, you know, implore everyone that's listening to this right now to go and check out Gareth's Instagram page. Cause it is phenomenal. Uh, not only is poetry, but your videography. I know you've, you've got in there that you're a uh, photographer on, on your Instagram there. And yeah, the videography is incredible. So that creativity spirit is flowing in you uh, and you should be proud of the stuff you're putting out. It's great work. That means a lot, honestly. It really does. Thank you. No worries. All right. I'll catch you soon, mate. Thank you very much for being on the show. Cheers. Every moment waited is a moment wasted, but the present moment can't be broken. When you see that you are love, you'll see your truth and rise above. Hello everyone, you're listening to Blue Pigment Podcast. If you want to become a patron of this show, please go to patreon.com forward slash blue pigment. You will be helping me help the talent that I find along the way. Not only that, the podcast is an advocate for mental health and the positive message in which we want to send about mental health. So if you are a bit about that and you want to jump on board, then please become a patron at patreon.com forward slash blue pigment. Uh, would love to have you on board and not only that uh, you'll get the chance to get some free stuff and be giving another big giveaway soon to find out what it is go to patreon.com forward slash blue pigment become a patron and get yourself some free stuff
Sponsoring the podcast today are Airborne Fit. Airborne Fit is more than just a fitness brand. It represents true team spirit and the coming together of members to create that family feeling. With the support and encouragement of each other, members become motivated, remain disciplined, and work with pure grit and determination to achieve their goals. Airborne's Fit motto is fitter, faster, stronger, together. Check out airbornefit.com or visit their Instagram at airbornefitofficial. Blue Pigment Podcast is sponsored by Huskarl. Go to huskarl.co.uk and use the discount code BLUEPIGMENT for 15% off. Get yourself some t-shirts, stickers, baseball caps, hoodies, printouts and many more products from Huskarl. Blue Pigment Podcast, sponsored by Huskarl. The opinions or views expressed on this podcast are solely of my own or the guests and do not represent the opinions or views of anybody else or the Ministry of Defence. Shishkov. Shockmate Redemption. Chicago! You're out of there!